Star Wars 7x7, episode 593. Today, known versus unknown. We're talking about the casting of Benicio Del Toro and Lord Dern in episode 8, and whether that's a good thing. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the 501st Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and in case you were living in a cave (laughs) or you've been on some sort of media fast for the past few days, Episode 8 has been officially announced as being in production. That happened on Monday the 15th. And with that announcement came the announcement of a couple of actors that are joining the cast. The talented newcomer, as she's described, Kelly Marie Tran, who is a comparative unknown, and then a couple of comparative knowns are also joining the cast, specifically Benicio Del Toro, who's been talked about for quite a while, and Laura Dern, who has not been talked about in relation to Star Wars whatsoever prior to this surprise announcement. And the thing I wanted to float for your consideration is the idea of known versus unknown actors entering the Star Wars trilogies and what kind of effect that has on your experience of the trilogy. Personally, I get a little nervous when known actors start to get into things. And maybe that's just me being an original trilogy guy. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I was, you know, 7, 10, 13, roughly, actually 6, (laughs) 9, and 12 when the movies first came out and when I got to see them. And I didn't know any of the actors, of course. Harrison Ford had been in American Graffiti, so he had, like, one movie role, but he wasn't really that well known. Peter Cushing, of course, had been in a number of movies, but they'd all been, like, horror genre movies. Like, they're not the sort of thing that gave him widespread acclaim or anything like that. So he was still kind of an unknown in his own way. And so was pretty much everybody else in the movie. And it made the experience easy to just lay your own particular experience on top of. You weren't looking at it going, hey, that's Mark Hamill. You were looking at it going, hey, that's Luke Skywalker, and so on and so forth for every single character in the movies. And sure, The Empire Strikes Back introduced Billy D. Williams, and Billy D. Williams had had a couple of very prominent roles, including Lady Sings the Blues and so forth, and yet he still was not a huge mainstream actor as well. And even though Harrison Ford had started to get a little more famous by that point, and certainly more so even by Return of the Jedi's release, he was still Han Solo on the screen. We weren't looking at him as being anything other than the character that he was. This could be, of course, a blessing or a curse, depending on how you're looking at it, being typecast or being associated only with that role. But yeah, that's another episode for another day. In the meantime, then we get the prequel trilogy, and there are lots of known names that show up in there. I mean, you've got Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman as the big three. And then you've got Sam Jackson and Christopher Lee in supporting roles. And, you know, I'll tell you, if there was one of those five that I absolutely had to keep, I think it would be Ewan McGregor. I think he's somebody who wasn't quite as well-known at the time and was able to adopt the role of a young Obi-Wan Kenobi pretty darn well. I've been over the moon pleased with his performance in the prequels. I think his performance is the thing that I enjoy most of all. But all the rest of them just, I think, carried too much baggage in with them from other movies and other (laughs) roles of their lifetimes. 
And I think that was for me where the prequels didn't necessarily start off on the right foot for me, seeing those familiar faces. They were too familiar for me, unfortunately, and not in the best way. So in that sense, seeing Gwendolyn Christie in The Force Awakens, but not actually seeing her face <laughs> through the whole thing, and having Andy Serkis be in The Force Awakens, but also not seeing his face and not even recognizing his voice, for that matter, I mean, that ended up being okay uses of people who had already been involved. And Lupita Nyong'o, and, you know, I haven't seen anything she's done. I know she is a comparative known quantity, but again, putting her in a, you know, CGI situation where it's only her voice. And yeah, her voice sounds a bit different from what she sounds like in real life. Like that, I think, was a better use of the known characters or the known actors, I should say. And yes, you could make a case for Oscar Isaac already being a known quantity too, but you know, that's a sort of independent movie role thing. So I think that can slide the same way you and McGregor can slide on the prequel trilogy. So all of this is a long way around of talking about Benicio del Toro and Laura Dern. <laughs> long way around. It's funny to think of it as the long way around when it's a seven minute podcast, but I'm wondering what kind of roles they're going to be in and whether they are going to be recognizable for who they are. Now, there's been no word on what kind of character they might play and whether they could be or could not be CGI. That, I think, is ultimately what I'm hoping for. I'm actually hoping for some sort of CGI situation or some sort of serious costuming thing like Simon Pegg went through, for example, in The Force Awakens. Because they are both known to me. They bring baggage in for me, and I do not want to recognize them when I watch Episode Eight. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the matter. Do you care that you can look on the screen and say, hey, that's Benicio Del Toro, or would you rather be able to look at the screen and say, oh my gosh, I can't even tell that's Laura Dern? Chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, I've got your trivia question for you. BBA, hold on! Last time we asked you the name of the bounty hunter slash weapons dealer that Luke nearly killed almost 30 years before that character's cut appearance on Jakku in The Force Awakens, and that was Sarko Plank, who got an action figure nonetheless. Today's question, on what part of his body was Chewie shot in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you become a spy for the Jedi Council, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a night at the space opera, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.